Hello and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in pugilism, Mr. Mark Williams. Howdy. And this episode, we have a triple threat. We are looking at Mary Poppins versus Nanny McPhee versus Mr. Nanny. It's been yeah, a while well, since we've done one of these. It has. Um, and I think this is going to be an interesting one because looking at it just in terms of the obvious, you'd think there's going to be a clear um, a clear winner. Um, but I think when we get into it, it's not going to be quite uh, quite so apparent. Um, I've got very little um, affinity with um, Nanny McPhee, actually, apart from a friend of ours years ago took her kids to see the sequel and was then relaying to her parents what film they'd been to see. And the youngest of the kids, who would have been about four at the time, very proudly announced when I asked what film it was that they'd been seeing Nanny Fuck Me. <laughs> um, that entire story is more entertaining than the whole of Nanny McPhee. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Um, and the sequel. Uh, I've not seen the sequel. I will never watch the sequel. Um, the, the sequel's better than the first one, but not by much. That's not fucking hard. <laughs> I think syphilis is better than the first one. Yeah. So I'm told. Yeah, I mean, you know, full... Full transparency here. Um, I added this one to the list, not having seen Nanny McPhee. So <laughs> I've only got my fucking self to blame. I had to watch Nanny McPhee last week in order to do this. Um, fuck me, that's about that should be on better than Mario Brothers. Um, spoiler, well, it's not. Maybe it will be. Um, maybe it will be one day when we when we exhaust the first list. I I don't know if I ever want to watch it again. To be honest. <laughs> Well, if we do it quick enough, then maybe you won't have to. Maybe it'll be in your memory enough. Yeah, uh, what what a horrible, horrible film. But anyway, we, I'm yeah, sure... Well, we'll... That, that's not what we're uh, here to talk about. No, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that as this, uh, as this podcast progresses. Um, but, okay then, so on the surface of it, obviously we have two magic users here and one... Um, wrestler oh, did that freak <laughs> yeah i guess that works better than wrestler yeah let's, let's call it as it is um, yeah this would have been the, the the peak of the hulksters roid rage as well i guess wouldn't it absolutely i mean we talked um with us we when we did um better than mario uh last time i we talked about no holds barred this was only a couple of years later and so i think was this just before or just after suburban commando um I... so he's right at that um so no that time where they were they were really pushing hogan as being you know, an entertainment star as opposed to a wrestler i think this might have been after suburban commando but i'm not sure i'm not sure which of yeah, the two in, came first they were they were very close together weren't they yeah i think in my head they were 89 91 and 93 and i think this was 93 so i think it would have, would have been the last of his three uh three pictures for we or wf um but yeah i think it's um it, it's a it, it's of a very similar sort of nature to that film as well apart from the fact it's set in an entirely different environment you still got you know Hulk Hogan running around and you know, throwing his weight around and, tr- and trying really hard to beat people up. Yeah, yeah. Which um, you know, conversely, the other two don't. So not so much. So that's what I mean. I mean, on you look at it on paper, and there's a very clear favourite straight away. Um, but for reasons um, we'll probably talk about, um, namely the bag of drugs um, that Mary Poppins has got um, on her shoulder. I think we've uh, we can have a bit of a fight in that house. Uh, yeah, I think we might as well. I think this might get interesting. Um, I have already spoken about my dislike of Nanny McPhee, so I am going to do everything in my power to make sure that fucker goes down hard. Um, <laughs> but, you know, on the other side of things, um, Mary Poppins is, on any given day that you may ask me, my favourite film of all time. So... <laughs> no, really, because I fucking hate Mary Poppins. What is wrong with you? Seriously. 
Mary Poppins. Many people have tried to answer that, ask that question and answer it, and nobody's ever succeeded. So good luck to you with it. But yeah, I've, I've just always fucking hated Mary Poppins. I don't know why. Wow. Okay. I it's did. probably because I can't stand Julie Andrews, to be honest. But, Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. This, like sound, sound of Music. I threw, I threw things at the TV. This podcast is just full of revelations. Um, I'm no huge fan of Sound of Music. In fact, I, I don't know if I've ever managed to make it all the way through. But certainly, like Mary Poppins, as I say, on any given day, my, my favourite film of all time can change according with my mood. Um, mm. But th- there are yeah, a, a very definite set list uh, which can rotate and Mary Poppins is certainly one of them it's certainly the film I am the most I would say nostalgically attached to I mean I watched Mary Poppins till my eyes bled as a child so <laughs> yeah I see my, my one of those was Dumbo uh, yeah I mean yeah I, I, I get that yeah. I like Dumbo too I, th- I think part of it I mean as, I, I, as, as an adult I look at it and go fucking that's Mary Poppins I don't give it I probably don't give it a fair shot as a kid, I think it was on so much because my we had uh, again we had it on uh, VHS. We taped it off the TV, and my brother used to watch it. It was that Jason and the Argonauts and Return of the Jedi just on a fucking loop all the time, and that may be part of it. I just got bloody sick of it. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those. It's I've I've never really seen the appeal that other people do in it. I don't know why. Um, for me, it's just it's just a, a wonderful film it's yeah but i mean this isn't this isn't a film analysis show if mary poppins ever ends up on better than mario spoiler it won't uh, it's it's, unli- it's unlikely to be fair unless we get a guest it, it's far too good um but yeah unless we get a guest in who absolutely hates mary poppins uh mark you don't count because you're a host so I, i'm sure i can find one yeah um then then we'll i suppose we'll never pull it apart to that level um but to me, I mean, filmically, yeah, it's a little bit loosey-goosey. Certainly, it's a bit of a mess as far as the writing goes. But eh, what isn't? Uh, production-wise, it is superb. It's just there's, there's nothing. There's, there's no other word to describe it. It's just a fantastic film uh, and, and an achievement for the time as well uh, when you look at the effects. But anyway, we're, we're not here to talk about... <laughs> to talk about Mary Poppins not in that sense anyway um, no. so yeah my my very clear favourite lies there and just while we're talking about Mary Poppins really the only character here I think that has multiple adaptations unless Nanny McPhee is an adaptation I don't believe it is though is it I th- no I think, I think it's an original I've, I've character feeling, isn't it yeah I think that Emma Thompson created the character when she wrote the first film uh, yeah I, I believe she did as well in which case you know the, the only one that has multiple iterations here is Mary Poppins so I guess we do like we usually do, and just take a kind of take using the character as a whole, an, an amalgam. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. There's, there's no question about where my heart lies there, but um, we we'll take. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not familiar with um, with the adaptations, and I have not seen the um, the new one either. So I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be taking the uh, much loathed Julie Andrews version, but yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I mean that that's certainly my <laughs> preference and my mary poppins for that matter but um just while we're on the subject before we move on um emily blunt's version is actually quite good as well credit where it's due well, um, yeah I've, I've got to be on i i was more tempted to pick that up when, when we sort of doing this i thought i, I better rewatch it because i haven't seen it for years i didn't because i couldn't be asked um but i was tempted to pick up the new version because um for whatever i can't remember what film it was I think there, were, there were two films that came out relatively close together with emily blunt in where she was just completely fucking insane and i think she's brilliant so i was gonna pick that up anyway but i didn't get around to it um but yeah so i mean it's it's on it's on the list maybe it'll redeem the uh the original one i don't know it's very very good um 
it's not the original and never will be. But it is very good. It was, it, it was never going to be, was yeah. it? I think that, I mean, from interviews I've seen with her, so we're massively off point already, um, interviews I've seen with Emily Blunt, she sort of said no, they, they were trying to remake the original. That's why they did a sequel, because trying to remake the original would just piss people off and nobody would engage with it. So I think they were realistic enough anyway to know what they were doing with that. But anyway, yeah, massively off topic. Right over. They're, they they're here to kill each other, not listen to us <laughs> debate which is the better film. Um, yeah. So straight off the bat, obviously we've, we've got to look at how these magic users fear up against each other. Uh, Mister Nanny's strength, Sean. I want to say his actual name is. I his name is Sean Armstrong. Like Stretch Armstrong. Like Stretch Armstrong. Not that I've got the wiki page open in front of me at all. Kind of looks like um, Stretch Armstrong as well, doesn't he? A little bit, so especially if you think of some of his like his wrestling poses as well, where he does like the bulldog and stuff. Mm. It does kind of look when like he's just throwing his arms out to do that. It does look like he's slightly disproportionate. Oh, Hogan's very disproportionate. That'll be all the drugs. Um, yeah, so that'll be all the roids and missing leg day. Yeah. Uh, so uh, obviously we know that his offense is is, is going to be physical. Um, yeah. But then for the other two, like, see, you kind of feel like Nanny McPhee would throw down. She is quite a nasty piece of work actually she's, she's got a bit of sp- she's got a bit of spark and a bit of uh bit of grit to her um and i think the, the, the biggest problem i have with uh nanny mcphee apart from the fact that it's fucking horrendously written is that uh, i don't like mary poppins but it's entirely derivative of mary poppins oh, so derivative I, and so, I mean i can't i can't even get on board with it from that level because it's ripping off a film i fucking hate to begin with yeah and it and in doing so it loses all of the charm and heart of that original see and, and here's part of the problem with, with nanny mcphee as a character she is vile and she her magic actually harms the individual so her thing is she essentially hexes these children in order to teach them lessons she's basically a witch Mm. um she is i mean the second one not so much i mean the second one it's a bit more it's a bit more rounded and a bit a bit less uh aggressive um but still, no, she's got to bang her stick on the floor and make a lot of noise. Yeah, I was going to say there's that as well. Like she, she physically has to bang her stick in order to cast a spell. Um, yeah. Now, Mary Poppins, on the other hand, never aggressively targets an individual. Her magic is far more environmental, as in she will transport people to another place or bring things to life yeah. or or whatever. And and it's always more aimed at bringing the best out of an individual and teaching them a lesson that way as opposed to physically restraining them to a bed. Yeah. Now, that said, if you're going into a fight and that's what your magic does, you're kind of setting yourself up to fail. If you're going to bring out the best in the others who are there are there in an aggressive capacity, are you going to make them more aggressive and more skilled and more physically strong? Well, it's not It's not that your magic actually brings out the best, and it's more that the, the situations that she yeah, creates... Yeah, it's, 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 it's a real... Yeah, yeah it's what makes them realise now, their potential, but... Yeah, if, if they if they're gonna if that's what's gonna happen to them in this fight, that she's going to make them realize what they can actually do, it may, it may cause us some problems. It may do, but then that is just the one facet of her character that we see in the film. What I'm saying is, her magic has the ability to be more environmental, and she uses it to bring the best out in people. There's no reason she can't flip that on its head when pushed. Um, and herein lies the real key to this. I think is that. Um, so I, I definitely think Hogan, or I, I can't not call him Hogan. I know we, I know we're talking about the character, but obviously he's aggressive because he's a wrestler. So he's he's gonna go full on charge. Yeah, Nanny McPhee is a is a nasty piece of work uh, on the surface of it, but I think she doesn't quite have 
the wherewithal to see things all the way through. I think she's just a nasty, mean, bitter, twisted individual. I think she's kind of an enabler. Yes. Um, in as much as no, she, so she sets people off on their path and then kind of lets them get on with it and fucks off before they finish. Yeah, now. Um, I mean, the second one, um, spoilers for the end of the second one, um, but as, as we've already said, it's not worth watching, so don't worry about it. Um, um, I can't remember the, sort of the premise of the story, but there's um, it's, set, it's set during the war and a bomb lands in the fields and it's going to explode and take out the farmhouse and various and dozens of people. And so she, you know, she, all the way through, she's been doing whatever she's doing and it makes the little girl confident that she actually knows how to defuse a bomb, obviously. Um, so she's there. And then while she's defusing the bomb and they're all, you know, there's a bit of magic that's cleaning up the site and all the rest of it, she then sort of toddles off while everybody's looking the other way. Now, you can't do that in a fight to the death because if you know if you sort of turn your back while other people are uh, not quite dead, they're going to get up and smack you with a chair. Yeah, and this is where I think the difference comes in with, with Mary Poppins is that initially Mary Poppins is not going to want to throw down in this fight at all. It is definitely beneath her and she would consider it as such. Yes. But I tell you now... <laughs> Once you get her started, like she's going to be a fucking cold motherfucker. Like if she wants to see this thing through, she's going to see it through, and you are not going to stop her. Um, that much is is evident in her character. She's very strong-willed. She's very determined, uh, and she will she get her own I way. That, I think the problem is that she is very strong-willed, and very determined. But I think that sort of you know, constant need to rise above and to be set in a good example. I think that's going to be the thing that holds her back. I, initially, I agree. Um, I think she is a. I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's going to take an awful lot of offense against her to make her actually go. You know, what, fuck this. I no, see. I don't. I think she is a, a on a hair trigger. <laughs> I don't think it would take that much to push her, um, because anybody that that presents themselves in such a pristine and, and proper way. Um, in my opinion, anyway, has to be trying to hide something. So maybe I mean, and you look at all the. I mean, there have been so many parodies of Mary Poppins over the years. Um, I think the Simpsons one was probably the best, the Sherry yeah. Robbins one, where she sort of checks up with Barney and becomes an alcoholic because you no, know, her work is done. Um, I think Family Guy did um, did a skit whereby, um, in her magic bag, she was actually trafficking puppies or something like that, and. Um, in I think it was one it was one of the American sitcoms, I think it was How I Met Your Mother. They were talking about Mary Poppins and you know, the spoonful of sugar being L S D. Um and the, the the magic bag just being her you know, where she kept all the drugs to sell to sell the kids when parents weren't looking. Um so I mean it's it, it's it's always been there because she's because the character is so perfect, everybody kind of wants to put this dark side, this sort of you know, this yes. seedy underbelly to it. And I think it's so such a, such an obvious joke because it's it's not it's not based in anything we've seen with the character. No, no, but the, it is there in the performance. There are definitely moments, I, and especially in actually in Andrew's performance more than the Blunts, which again may be down to the kind of pristine image, I guess. But there are certainly moments where you can just see her go. You know what? You're gonna fucking have it now because I'm pissed off. <laughs> oh yeah, she. I mean, you definitely get that sort of you no know, schoolmarm vibe where like she's not taking any yeah. shit. She's fun and she's friendly and she's jovial, but you start fucking around. Yeah, she fuck you up. And you're gonna have one on your ear. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a clip before you know what's yeah. going on. 
definitely. So, so, so I mean, there's there's definitely that sort of vibe to it. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what it would take. And so it's been a while since I've seen Mary Poppins, granted, but I think I've seen it that many times. I'm familiar enough with it. But I, I think, I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's a hair trigger or whether it's going to be. Oh fuck's sake! No, you're pissing me off. You get on my nerves. I'm going to finish this now because I'm just fucking. Yes, she will. I get the impression that she is the one that would ultimately just go. Yeah, I'm going to finish this. To to borrow wrestling parlance since we've got the hulkster in this i think she's the one with the intestinal fortitude here that's just gonna be like like yeah all right you've slapped me around a bit now i'm annoyed i'm gonna get up and fucking destroy all of you um (laughs) the the real question is who has the more powerful magic i guess and and again i i think it's her because she doesn't have to like nanny mcfee needs that stick it appears like she needs to bang the stick on the ground. She needs to use that object yeah. to cast a spell. Um, yeah, and I mean, not only that, like Mary Poppins' magic, as I said, it's, it's more environmental and it's more encompassing. So when when she does what she does, everybody's affected. Everybody gets dragged off to wherever. Everybody sees whatever it is. Whereas Nanny McPhee's tends to be more targeted. As I said, no, it's this case of right. Okay, like in this, um, like in, this, in the second one, they're in a, a motorbike and sidecar, and she, because they're not going fast enough, she bangs she bangs the stick on the floor, nearly loses the stick because it's you know, obviously they're moving at quite a lot, not quite a speed anyway. Um, but the the spell is to lift the the bike and sidecar because she can't do three spells to lift up three people. Right. So I think I think she's probably limited in range a little bit as well. I would say so. Yeah, and and that is precisely the kind of spell that you see Mary Poppins do on the reg, like without batting. Yeah, an it would just be. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever, whatever phrase it would be, it would be, you know, they're, they're on a motorbike and sidecar, and she'd you know, say some nonsense word, and it would just lift it's up not even floor. It's not even words. She just does it. She just makes it happen. She doesn't need a magic word like yeah. there are songs, like Supercalifragilistic, yeah, but she doesn't need to say that. Um, she just makes shit happen. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I mean, that, no, obviously that's a, that's an advantage as well. The, the, the advantage that Nanny McPhee has with her stick is that it's a big fucking stick it is but then she's going to be going into a fight with somebody who's you can take this with a pinch of salt if you like somebody who's skilled at grappling um i think skilled is a bit i did say take it with a pinch of salt but (laughs) (laughs) there's no denying that that hogan's the most skilled hand-to-hand combatant and you come at him with a stick like this is somebody who I mean, even in the film, even in canon in the film, he is a professional wrestler. Um, yes. So he's used to people coming at him with sticks and sledgehammers and chairs and chains and like. Oh my. One, he's gonna he can take that blow easily if she does hit him with it. Hmm. But two, I think he's more likely to do the classic because it's a long object as well, just like a sledgehammer would be to do the classic grab it and just disarm her. Yeah. Um, break it over her fucking yeah, head. Well, you say that, but it's Hogan. I wouldn't trust his reflexes that No, much. but then he's so roided up, he probably won't feel the fact that she's tapping him with a magic stick. So This is true. Um, I mean, if we're taking him in his classic Mr. Nanny get-up as well, though, he is in a tutu, so... Does that reduce yeah, mobility? I don't know. I've never worn one. I don't think it does. I, I mean, I'd imagine I've never worn one. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's not... Like a constrictive skirt, is it? It basically just fluffs up around your ass, so you can still you still got full range of and movement. And the rest is basically a leotard, isn't it? So yeah, which you'd be very familiar so he's with got anyway, so he's got wrestler. his full range of movement. So 
Yeah, he's, he's got his full three, you know, three yeah. moves to do. Yeah, plus, you know, if she does hit him with the stick, that's going to piss him off and lead him to Hulk up. So, yeah. at, at which point, he's, he's going to be unstoppable for a little while. No matter what they throw at him, he's just going to... Yeah. Just going to no yeah, sell it. Be, be so, night, yeah, it'd be a good ninety, good ninety seconds before he misses the leg drop and then gets dropped. Yeah, in his head. he'll just no sell everything they throw at him. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think the stick's actually a, a disadvantage. I don't. Know. I mean, she's she's basically she's know. got I mean, to, any any weapon is going to be an advantage. She's got to sort, use ranged attacks, I think. But as you've just said, her, her magic appears to be limited in range. Yeah, because I mean, like she did. I said at the end of the set when the, the bomb doesn't go off, but there's a lot of debris and stuff laying around where it's crashed, and her, you know, her magic basically makes the wind. It makes a, a tornado, which then clear, you know, picks everything up, and as tornadoes obviously do all the time, puts everything back where it was, not rips it off the fucking floor and slings it everywhere. Um, so I mean, she she that's probably the one example I can think of where she actually does something that's slightly has a slightly bigger effect does she make it snow then, at the end she... of the first one or is it just snowing anyway i couldn't work that out no i can't remember i think it was just snowing anyway wasn't i it? think so because did... see i'm also confused does she lose her magic when she loses all her warts because she's, she's like in full-on makeup and stuff by the start of the second one isn't she because i've seen the poster so, because yeah. at the end of the first one, like every time, like she does a spell and the kids learn a lesson, she like loses a wart. I can't and so she basically she just ends up looking like Emma Thompson. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't it, 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 they don't explain yeah, it at all. It, it's it. never explained. She just like every time one of the kids learns a lesson, she grows. I, I hate using this as a descriptor, but it's the best one I think. She grows less ugly, I guess. Um, yeah. It's weird. Um, it's, it's not quite a bell ringing there when Angel getting a witch. No. Every, every time you learn a lesson, the witch loses a wart. Yeah. Weird. I, and they don't explain why. <laughs> I, and the and so then it's a case of, like, once she's lost them all and she just looks like Emma Thompson, like, it's, does, has she lost her magic? Can she then no longer. Well, I don't know, because then presumably she then leaves and then goes somewhere else. And if. Next set of them to think when shit needs to learn lessons. She then goes back to being a hideous troll. Yeah, I mean, how does she word it? I mean, this is how how derivative it is of Mary Poppins. Instead of saying she's there until the wind changes, it's something like, I'm here and I'm here if you until you don't need me. I don't know this. Yes, bollocks. Utter bollocks. (laughs) I mean, I mean, maybe there's a and and they they play on as well because in the in the second one there's an there's an old woman. Um, who all the way through it is no, she's no, she's very chummy with Nightmare, but she's no, she's like she's like the local village busybody, but she's about ninety five thousand. But then right at the end, when the kids say, "Oh no, where, where's she, where's she going?" It's oh, you don't need her anymore. So I think not implying that she was her nanny as well. So how fucking old is she? Yeah, there's a lot of utter bollocks that isn't explained. Um, but yeah, and I think the. the well, it's it's a problem you find with lazy writing is that because it's written for kids they go well kids won't care yeah not thinking actually adults have to suffer for it as well so adults might want some sort of resolution yeah uh, yeah and, and adults will actually you know want Question to understand sure. why characters are doing things yeah uh, unless you watch Game of Thrones uh, uh. three weeks three weeks in a row now <laughs> <laughs> well you won't get it next week because it's finished 
No. For the record, though, I'm on board with the ending. But anyway, this isn't a Game of Thrones podcast. No, so, I have issues. I have some issues, but we'll, we can discuss those another time. Uh, yes. Um, watch this space for Game of Moans with Mark and Chris. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, well, that's, ne- that's next week sorted. Yeah, I'll speak to you about that off here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but one thing that has just occurred to me um, as we're talking about that is is the easy win for for Hogan here is to just kick back and wait for the wind to change. And Mary yeah. Poppins will fuck off. Yeah, he doesn't need <laughs> Nanny McPhee. No. He's got it all sorted out. So she'll fuck off as well. Yeah, just sit there and win, kind of like his entire career. Yeah, basically. <laughs> just sit there fin- take all the punishment. somebody with your finger at some point. Yeah, just, just take all the punishment they can dish out, um, undersell it all, and then <laughs> get up and pose at the end. Fucking hell. Yeah, that, that's actually... His pro- entire career. Well, it is, yeah. It's also probably the easiest win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't see that quite panning out there. Uh, no, because it, it, in reality, yes, he's got a lot to offer. Yes, I think, obviously, in a fist fight, he could take them both. Um, I don't know. Again, I'd question whether he could take Mary Poppins. I, I really think she can throw down if she has to. Um, to be honest, what I, what I can see with Mary Poppins in that instance is in, um, in the Matrix, where... You've got you know, um, the first fight with Agent Smith where he's just you know, leaning back and leaning left and right and all the rest of it and all the punches are flying past him. I could just see Mary Poppins breaking that shit out. Yeah. And just dodging everything and stepping around him. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, she wouldn't get her hands dirty, but I get the feeling no, she could just step around it all, seize the perfect opportunity and just smash him in the nuts or something. <laughs> I well, don't she's know. got her umbrella, isn't she? No, yeah. No, she, I mean, no, that's not... It's not like it's her magic wand or anything. Or she, she got his umbrella. To a point where no used to get it in some of the um, sort of the slapsticky fifties um, British comedies, um, whereby you know, you'd put your umbrella down on somebody's foot and then they and they would be hopping around and cursing and as you turn around you whack them with something else by accident. I can almost see that sort of scenario playing out, but not by accident. Yeah. So she makes it look very you know very she she looks very genteel she looks very uh, very demure. She oh she's so clumsy she's doing all this but actually she's kicking the living fuck out of him without him even knowing it. Yeah, totally. And that, and that umbrella is actually quite a nasty weapon as well, because besides the fact it can hit people, it has a beak, which mm. opens and closes and talks. It can bite. It's a, it is a parrot's head on the end of an umbrella. Yeah, a parrot's a fucking vicious man. Yeah, it can bite. I mean, there's also, and I can't believe we didn't think of this earlier, um, she basically has unlimited weaponry. She can pull anything she likes out of that bag. Yeah, that's true. Like, want a chainsaw? No problem. <laughs> want a shotgun no problem yeah I mean to a point where you don't know whether it's just you know, like a, like a an infinite bag of holding or whether it's kind of a bit like Green Lantern where if she can think of it she can pull it out yeah I kind of think it works more like yeah the Green Lantern's ring yeah um, kind of the room requirement in Harry Potter where you need when you need it it's there yeah yeah I, I think so because bag of holding would suggest that she can't pull animals from it and she definitely has hmm so, because as yeah. we know from our D and D games, you put animals in the bag of holding, they will die. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was only the little horse. It's fine. No, um, the other nine, the other nine survived. Listeners, you're okay. Yeah, totally off topic once again. Um, this one's all over the shop tonight. Again, well, it was it? sort of relevant. Yeah, um, but yeah, I she, say sort of very loosely. Yeah, she has unlimited weaponry, and for that matter. 
unlimited defense as well. You want a shield? She can pull a shield out. You want a suit of armor? She can pull out a suit of armor. Yeah. You want a building? Bang. Done. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. You want to drop a building on someone? No problem. Here's a building. Yeah. It's yeah. that's yeah, pretty right. hard to counter, actually, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's the only true. way you do it is to get the bag off her. I don't think the bag would work for anyone else. No, I don't think so. I think it's no, it's a, uh, um, it's 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 part of her magic. So no, for anybody else, it would just be a bag. I would imagine. Yeah, I would have thought so. But then, and not a very manly bag either. The holder's not going to neck it. Well, Sorry, he's Sean's wearing a fucking tutu. Yeah, but no, you do fucked up things with them when you're entertaining kids. If if they want to play tea, tea parties, you play tea parties. If they want to put a tutu on. You argue it doesn't fit, but no, when you help out, when you get paid for it, you put it on. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, but the best it could do for him is he could use it to clobber her around the head or something. Um, yeah. He couldn't pull anything from it. I think there's there's possibly a case that, that Nanny McPhee, because she is so offensive with her magic as well, in, in terms of not offensive like I'm offending, offensive as in yeah. she goes on the offence, um, she could potentially try and like pin Mary Poppins to the spot or disarm the bag from her Expelliarmus style or something like that. She Maybe. she has that kind of magic. I, but then it's a case of is her magic strong enough to to do that to another magic user? You know, we're essentially talking yeah. about wizards duel here, aren't we? Yeah. Um, Although, as you said, this is another opportunity for uh, Hogan just to sit back and enjoy the fireworks. Yes, which I, which I think is is the move for him. Just let these two blow yeah, themselves out. Everybody else do the work. Yeah, but then I also see a world where where Poppins is sitting back, going, oh, "I don't need to fight you two. It's entirely beneath me." Um, yeah. And so, if you, if you if you want to fight, you carry on. Yeah, and so you're essentially left with with Nanny McPhee just raging against <laughs> nothing. Which to to be fair, was not most of the character anyway. Yeah, which is quite fitting for her, actually. Just She would blow herself out very quickly between trying to attack Hogan with her stick or whatever and trying to attack Poppins with magic, which which I just don't think would work, even in a dual scenario, just because Nanny Murphy has to physically bang that stick and say things. Yeah. And Mary Poppins apparently just has to think about shit. Like, mm. I, there's, there's no she's got a quicker draw hasn't she simple as that yeah um, i mean one thing we haven't really covered yet either i mean look at um you look at hogan's character um he was when it came to actually getting anything done he was entirely reliant on those kids like because of the way that they were set up they were all playing pranks and all the rest of it but he was very much when it came to it he relied on their contraptions their booby traps to actually get anything done so he's kind of at a loss here that no he is very much. He's a blunt object. Yeah, I say he's just he's going to be swinging fists. He's not going to be doing anything else. He's not going to be thinking about it. That's for sure. No, and I mean it's interesting. I obviously, it's, yeah. part of part of the reason coming into this fight, the reason we put this matchup is, is the fact that all of these characters are are childminders or nannies. Yeah. But I think leverage wise, those kids mean more to Hogan either of the kids do to the other two nannies not to say that they don't care about those children but i think there's no, but I mean, more of an emotional attachment there there is and i think that the reason for that is that obviously the other two are childminders yes or for whatever phrase you want to use for it whereas he's a professional wrestler turned bodyguard who is hired to look after somebody's kids because he's a douche monkey and can't look after his own kids um 
So his his attachment there because he's not used to being around children and he grows to love them. Yes, it's Whereas definitely the, for the other two, it's their job, it's their livelihood, and they've been doing it for fucking centuries or whatever it is. So they can compartmentalize that these are other people's children. I go in, I do a job with them, I raise them. Yes, I care for them. Yes, I grow fond of them. But when the wind changes or when they don't need me or when the fucking writer gets bored, I can just go do something else. Yeah. And that'll be the end of it. Now, I haven't seen Blood's take on it, but obviously she goes back and the children have grown up and now their children are involved. So, I mean, there's obviously there's an affinity for the Banks children with uh, Mary Poppins, but she, you know, she has quite clearly gone away and you know, done something else for the last sort of 20 years while the kids have grown up. Yeah. Um, whereas, let's say, Hogan gets attached because he has nothing like, he doesn't have that sort of relationship in his life. He has nothing like that to draw on. So he can't compartmentalise it. No. So, depending on how this fight plays out, that either also gives him strength or weakness. You know, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, I think that the problem is he's not going to have that paternal, you know, throw yourself in front of a bullet sort of uh, instinct towards them. But he is going. You know, he is going to have that sort of nurturing feeling whereby you know he he's doing the work with these kids. He's the one teaching them things. He's the one enlightening them. He's the one who's, you know, who's affecting their character. Who's who's um, helping them to develop and evolve and all the rest of it. So he's going to have that sort of affinity for them, but. When the, no, when the chips are down, is he really going to be you no know, standing in front of standing in front of a, a loaded gun? The answer is probably not. No, probably not. You're right. And then it, it, there's also a thing of like, yes, he's got an affinity for the kids, but his his approach to oh, he's not really raising them. He is he is minding them, but but his yeah, he's, he's babysitting yeah, them. His, his approach to doing that is is very much more, as you say. A little bit more touchy feely, just despite the fact he's a, he's a huge bloke. There is the thing of like, yeah, we're going to play ballerinas, yeah, we're going to have a tea party. Whereas with which is which is reasonably similar to Mary Poppins, really. There is a lot of play involved in what she coaxes out of the kids. But whereas Nanny McPhee is straight out going to be like, no, I'm going to absolutely fucking whip these kids into shape. I'm going to beat them within oh, yeah. an inch she, of their life. Yeah, she, she's more of a sort of um, a school mom or a matron or um, a governess. Yes. And so so that would probably anger him um because yeah, not only is she is she hurting yeah not only is she hurting and mistreating the children she's also kind of attempting to upstage him i guess um and nobody upstages over no exactly so now you've got an angry hulkster who's so yeah maybe maybe that's what gets him into the fight you know as much as yes he could sit back and just watch it go down. I think once he's riled up, once you've hulked him up, you just oh, yeah. need to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, the, the genie don't go back in the bottle. No, and so I, I think, I think she gets the big three at that point. I, do... I think so. Can I, can I just say at this point as well? I just want to interject that for all we're ragging on Mister Nanny, a million times better than the pacifier. Not seen it. No interest in seeing it. I can't remember. I think it was on TV one afternoon, and I was hungover, and the remote was on the other side of the sofa, and I couldn't be asked to move. Um, I saw about 20 minutes of it before I went to sleep and it was fucking horrendous that's the one with Vin Diesel yeah 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 uh, we're not throwing him into the fight as a surprise addition at this late stage <laughs> might be a run in no um, I mean yeah it's, it's one of those I'm thinking about it actually um, I was thinking about this afternoon but obviously we don't really plan this one not that we plan but no, we, we was what we were doing but it, it's quite possibly a, a sh- more of a shoot but that uh, would be more of a shoot between Mr Nanny the pacifier and, and kindergarten cop um, kindergarten cop's more of a teacher kind of thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, again, the way they evolve the characters is very similar. 
Yeah, uh, but I mean that would that would involve having to watch all three of those films. Uh, I don't mind Kindergarten Cop. It's not that bad. It's the it's the best of those three. Um, yeah, that's not the same. And it's better than Jingle All the Way. No, it's, it's not Arnie's worst film. Uh, yeah, it's not Arnie's worst film by a long way, but yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's yeah, what, maybe so... that's maybe we'll do Pacifier and Kindergarten Cop as a separate one then, um, or maybe that'll yeah. spill over onto the other show. Um, maybe. Yeah, Quite they're certainly bad enough. Um, but yeah, I I I can see that going down that way. I think she is gonna her ranting and raving and and just frankly offensive tactics um they are they he's gonna hulk up and, and i don't care she can be magic as she likes nobody gets up from the three moves of doom <laughs> no. doesn't ha- unless you're the warrior or the or undertaker the or, or or yeah or. okay so yeah. so everybody <laughs> gets up from the three moves of doom if it's wrestlemania um yes that's it any other time no it's fine but wrestlemania yeah but is it essentially decrepit old hag gonna withstand the full force of the atomic leg drop i don't think so no i don't i don't think so so would it kill her though i don't know if he, if he fucks the landing up as badly as he has done many many times it quite possibly could break her neck well yeah and he is a because she's she's kind of frail anyway. and that's a lot of weight to come crashing down on top of you isn't it well that's it Okay, yeah, I'll yeah, I'll take that. I'll take I'll take Nanny McPhee get an atomic leg dropped into oblivion. Yeah, be the only time that move ever actually does any damage. Yeah, um, at at which point then, Hogan's got a turn on Poppins, and you could you could just see him giving her the finger, just, and and I don't mean <laughs> flipping her the bird. Any any 80s wrestling fans know the finger. <laughs> yeah, she's getting the finger wag. Um, yeah. At which point you can just see her giving the wag straight back. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, I can almost have seen her so just rolling her eyes and like, oh, for fuck's sake. Really? Yeah. I just rolling her sleeves up. I'm just going. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's fine. end this. Let's get on with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That, that... Not even let's Let's just get on with it. Let's get out of the way. Have your little tantrum and then you can fuck off to bed. And then clip him around the ear hole and calm him down. <laughs> yeah see that that's the thing i don't know as we said i don't know what he can throw at her i don't think he could land a blow no i think i think if he's going to win fists and feet blazing and she's just gonna no she's just gonna stand there and laugh at him well i mean also Um, she can fly well yeah there's that but if she flies away then nobody's dying uh i I don't necessarily mean she can fly away uh i just mean like in terms of landing a blow Uh oh she yeah. can she can literally just float above his head Fly way. and then yeah, reach true. into the bag kick and him. pick up a ten ton anvil and drop, an drop anvil it on, on him. him. <laughs> like, and, and he's Hogan, so he's yeah. not quick. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I I I don't think. Now, I'm fairly sure though he, he's used to taking heavy objects there. I'm sure it was in Mister Nanny where they. They contrived a contraption where a bowling ball came out of the, uh, came out, came no off, off like a mousetrap type thing and um, came down a ramp and smacked him in the head. I believe it is. They definitely electrocute him, like full on electrocute yeah. him. Yeah. So he can definitely survive that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's. I mean, that's the question for me. I think that. I, I don't think he's going to be able to do any damage to Mary Poppins, um, much as I'd like to see it. 
um, because it would entertain me. But um, I don't think he's going to be able to do any damage. I think the question is, how does she off him? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think he can do any damage either. And uh, to the point where I even think if he managed to even land a single blow, I think that... Oh, she's just going to tear yeah, him off. And, and I, I think it would actually it would actually put him in his place as well. <laughs> like, because cause, yeah, cause fundamentally... Oh, she'd make him feel like a naughty little schoolboy. Yes, boy. yeah, and fundamentally his character, as it is in every film that he's in, just because he's Hogan as well, he is whiter than white. Like, Oh, the irony of that. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise what I was saying there. Um, but, <laughs> well, neither did he, apparently. No, um, but he is. He is just going to be oh, like yeah, a scolding yeah, child, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's just going to sulk about it. Now, I think that the thing for me is that that's going to be Poppins' take, is that she's going to chide him into going on, into into submission. But you can't submit the fight to the death, so I don't know what she's going to do. Because at, at the point she's chided him and turned him into a sulky brat, she's not going to be on the offensive then. She's not going to be aggressive towards him, is she? Uh, no, I guess not. But then this comes down to the, the same argument that we've had a number of times on this on yeah. this podcast is, is someone has someone. to do it. But yeah, I mean, so I'm just wondering about the mechanism. We, we've talked about the bag um, and uh, the bag effect being you know, some, a, a mechanism for you know, her, her wants or her needs, effectively. So she just shove him in there and he disappears into oblivion. That's pretty cold. I mean... Well, yeah, she's gonna kill him somehow. Yeah, I, 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 there are there are any number of ways. Like I say, we can get a chainsaw out of the bag. She can pull a fucking lion out of the bag and have that kill him, so she doesn't have to do it herself. Yeah. Death by penguin. There you go. Just yeah. army of penguins. Let let the kids have another Ooh. go at him army of penguins with fireworks and missiles strapped to their heads because no one's ever thought of that. <laughs> and it doesn't look silly honest no obviously. no it was it's definitely a good ploy for a supervillain. yeah well it's either that or you know sharks with laser beams on their heads freaking sharks with laser beams on their heads there you go well everything deserves a warm meal yep yeah, there you go freaking yeah. sharks with laser beams freaking sharks with yeah. freaking laser beams <laughs> i think that's it <laughs> you can't top that I, no, I, I, I don't. Think I can. don't think. What? No, there's nothing I can think of. And like, no. And to be fair, it's proper Disney death as well because she doesn't have to do the deed that's, herself. That's the move, and I, I don't think we've been able to to get there with any other character that we've we've had on this pod. But here, that kind of makes sense, given the environmental magic, given the not even wanting to get her hands dirty in the first place. Like, yeah. that makes total sense. Just, just summon something else to do your dirty work for you. Yeah. That's definitely the Poppins move. Yeah. She's Mary Poppins, well, y'all. Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go, in the very unlikely battle of Mary Poppins, Mr. Nanny and Nanny, uh, Nanny McPhee. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary Poppins wins without doing anything herself, without having to get her hands dirty. Um, which was always really going to be the case, wasn't it? Um, much as it pains me. Um, if you want to discuss that, or I think we've got that wrong, um, by all means, get in touch. You can find us um, on Tinderweb, uh, um, ddpodcast.net. 
You can find us on Facebook with the Double Up Podcast Network. On Twitter, we're at DD Podcast Net. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts, any fights you'd like to suggest, anything you'd uh, like us to talk about, get in touch. But until next time. See you later.